When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle call! Baby, hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Tuesday afternoon. If you are uh, watching us live on YouTube, then that's what that's when and what it is. If you are watching us on YouTube after the fact, then it's whenever you want it to be. If you are listening to this podcast, especially if you're one of the OG podcasters or a new 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 g podcaster uh thank you appreciate it hit us with a review five stars john i i gotta tell you i don't know about you i got a lot of dms from people who loved our um our mailbag if anyone missed the mailbag the other day of uh us reading it's not just five star reviews that we read we read one and uh, maybe it was a two and a three and a four star review so i i didn't i i haven't checked my dms in a couple days so i i didn't see any of those Positively or talking shit? Or? Yeah, people who were just entertained. I got a lot of. Oh, well, I was entertained by that. Got, did you see the? Uh, we got tagged in a lot of. Mike Pereira dropped that he was at the bar having some Tito's with. Uh, just he's at a bar. Was that? I didn't. I'm wearing Stockton or something. <laughs> Where is? Isn't he in Stockton or something? Sacramento maybe. Yeah, feels you know who knows with old Mikey Pereira. I, I would, what would you guess he was drinking? Tito's and soda guy. You know. Yeah, he, I. I, or just Tito's with lime. Yeah, just Tito's on the rocks. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Getting screamed at. Once she's like Mike Pereira, the natural reaction if you're at a bar and you're a football fan, you're going to start berating an official. Right. In, in a fun, in a nice way. Imagine being at a bar, yelling it, and then you turn and there is a the head of referees is right there. You're like, well, shit. <laughs> what time is the A's game on today? Uh, I don't, I don't have that information for you, John. Yeah. I think they won like 37 games, so that was obviously a joke. <laughs> I don't know what made you go there. That was mean. I I, I was going to drop that at the beginning, and I didn't want to waste the joke. So it, oh, 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 it, oh. mean, mean. Base, because mean. baseball's on, you're saying. Baseball's on, yeah. It, baseball's it, wasn't, it wasn't quite time yet to make a Raider joke, so we're just going to. I'm enjoying baseball today. Baseball, it's Tuesday. These divisional series games started at 10 a.m. I did not get into baseball last week in the wildcard games. I don't know about you, but because it was like it started on like a – Thursday or Friday. No, 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 no. Baseball. You got to start that shit on a Tuesday when there's well, you, nothing else going on. You know what happened? It was because of the lockout, the pushback. So they ended. That's why the season ended right yeah. on uh, Wednesday or whatever. I, I give them somewhat of a pass. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I'm asking, did that have an effect on you last week? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I just didn't really watch much of it. <laughs> I, I didn't either. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I didn't see it at all. But like when you start at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, you can't miss it. I'd be the first one to say that I'm not a huge believer in starting games at 9 a.m. Eastern or yeah. 10 a.m. But the the two series they're starting are the throwaway series. You go Yankees, Dodgers, primetime. I, I can't complain. Right. And and there's a difference between what you would do as an executive and what you would do as a consumer. Like you'll happily take a 10 a.m. game. But as a the executive, you 
10 a.m. games on a Tuesday. We do work from home. Now, I guess you look at society, maybe a lot of people are at home, so it doesn't even matter. Anymore. I'm just saying very selfishly, <laughs> I will take 10 a.m. games all day long. Yeah. Weekdays. Or I'm with you. football games, whatever. I, you could argue now, though, with streaming. It's like if you wanted to watch the fucking Astro game and you have an office somewhere, you can have it on your iPad, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well. John TMZ has reported that the photographer shoved to the ground by Devontae Adams on Monday Night Football has filed a police report against Adams. He took himself or somebody took him private vehicle to the hospital. Not life-threatening injuries. Devontae was worried. Adams, yep, I know. <laughs> Devontae Adams apologized uh, post-game in his uh, media availability and then has also since tweeted an apology. Instagram. Jeff Darlington said on NFL Live that the NFL continues to review the postgame incident for potential discipline that could include fine or suspension or jail time uh, because the Raiders have a bye. I made that part up. NFL is aware they don't need to be expeditious as normal with the decision. There is no timetable. I, I saw Josh McDaniels, whose you know, career, you would say, win-loss record. I test looks better than the win-loss record. Not going great. Uh, wholeheartedly supported Devonte adams as a human mm. and knows his character he's standing by him <laughs> i do too thing. you know we can dive in uh, this character yeah. is not what i question I, I would imagine a little he's not used to losing guy he's you know he's just you know when you leave the packers someone uh dm'd us or tweeted at us they were in london at a sports bar because it was packers giants mm. And they said they were having a Tito's and they said, it's crazy how many Packer fans are here. He's like, mm. what a hashtag global brand. I'm like, mm. yeah, they're kind of a big deal. Why? They always win. Even last year or not last year, last week, you would think their franchise was melting down because they lost one game. <laughs> People are freaking the fuck out. Raiders one and four. And it's just like, I'm sorry, like for two decades now, I know they made the playoffs last year, but over the totality of the time, They've lost a lot of games, guys. Okay? Yeah, yeah, and it's cont- and and now Devontae's infected. You're saying? Well, yeah, well, Devontae was like kind of known as. If I would have told you, is Devontae more likely to get in trouble, and like something with the with police officers, or more likely one day to win the Man of the Year in the NFL? What would you choose, Man of the Year? <laughs> so he's like a potential future Man of the Year candidate. Now he is on the front page of TMZ shoving a camera guy or a boom mic guy, not exactly sure which one. Hard and TMZ is reporting that the NFL is discipline coming at all angles. Unbelievable. Uh, John, let's we'll continue that conversation in a second. But before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Tito's. Tito's Handmade Vodka. For those of you uh, who are watching, here is Mike Pereira who said, I'm drinking Tito's with the fans. And look, John, one, two, three, four. First four replies are us being tagged. So uh, good job, everybody. Stand on top of that. Uh, well done. If it's good enough for us and it's good enough for Mike Pereira, it's it's good enough for you, uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka. Yeah, Mike, uh, we're glad you're having a Tito's. We're glad you're a little Tito's drinker like Guy and I are, like uh, many of our listeners are, like many people are in America. Why? It's America's number one vodka. We may or may not have been tagged. Actually, we weren't tagged. This was in a text message of a picture of multiple friends of ours, business partner of ours, as well as with the head honcho. Tito, we love you, Tito. We love what you built. Uh, you look fantastic. We love oh. your brand, and I can't. Oh, I, I want a Tito's right now. The cowboy hat. Oh, it looks fantastic. Uh, 
open, open invitation to Tito to come on this podcast anytime. But what does he need us for? We appreciate his support. He's already think about the good vibes going on in Austin right now. The the Longhorns just won 49 to nothing. McConaughey's on fire. Tito's on fire. Everyone's just ripping. Yep. Uh, Ripping is right, John. Uh, Ripping John Daly's. That's. (laughs) That's what you should be ripping. I mean, go to titosvodka.com. Ton of great fall, autumn, Halloween type recipes if you want to mix it up a little bit. Or you could just go with, you know, you could just run power, right? I mean, why mix it up? You know, Tito's and soda, Tito's and ginger. I'm a big fan of that. The John Daly, uh, whatever you got to do, go check it out. Um, Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Get on it now. We love you, Tito's. A podcast also brought to you by Manscaped. Fresh ball fall. That's what everybody's calling it, John. Fresh ball fall. Even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Uh, Manscaped sent us everything, basically, that they have. And uh, we love it. Join the 6 million men, plus ham, worldwide, who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM and the number one. Do you think we'd get a strike on YouTube if I uh, showed how great the lawnmower 4.0 is, how close the shave is, and how good it looks? Would we get uh, some pants? Uh, do you use it on your armpits? No, you know, it's, it's made for the the the, uh, the Brian Day balls. I think as long as I don't click, uh, this video is made for children. We're probably in the clear. <laughs> yeah, so we we just can't recommend it enough. Manscaped.com promo code ham and the number one lawnmower 4.0. The weed whacker. I, I saw. Probably a week ago, I had a long nose hair, and I'm like, I only got something just for you. Boom, takes them both off. Can't recommend those enough. I'm actually wearing Manscaped underwear right now. Uh, We just, we love their product. We live by them, and we've been partners with them now for years. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. Protect your delicate parts uh, both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather changes. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium TM 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM and the number one 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com when you use HAM and the number one uh, Manscaped. That's HAM1. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, back to Devante, who um, – here's a stat for you, John. Actually, you got a better stat. I'm on. Well, I, I actually might have to change the stat because obviously last year that the NFL went to 17 games, so my stat – Last year could be a push, and it was. Okay. Because they won 13 games in a row. Historically, 13. Yeah, 13 would mean you're 13 and 3. So the year the Niners beat them in the NFC Championship, they're the two seed. They play the Niners, they lose. But they won a playoff game, and they get to the championship game. The following year, they're the number one seed in the COVID year. They lose to Thomas Brady, right? At home. They're hosting it. They're the favorite. Hell, I put money on them. Last year, they are also the number one seed meaning that they didn't have to play a first game, so they actually didn't end up winning or losing a playoff game until they lost to the Niners. So the last – he has lost 10 games in three years. Okay. And for back-to-back years, he lost three total games each year. And last year, he lost four. So this year, on October 10th, he lost as many games in his Raider career 
as he did all of last season when the Packers were the number one seed. And I think when you look at most of his seasons there, beside the McCarthy year, 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, like he has been part of a very, very successful franchise. But I would say in the peak of his powers, like when Devontae Adams to me has really become Devontae Adams, starting about three years ago over this stretch and even what he is right now, because he's he's on pace for about 100 catches and 16 touchdowns. Like he's having a fantastic statistical year. His statistics have translated into a dominant team. And right now it has to feel like I'm dominating. He, To me, he was clearly one of the best players on the field last night in a star-studded event, right? Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Crosby, Devontae. Like we're just clear eye-popping stars. And his team keeps losing over and over and over again. How many times since LaFleur showed up were they just losing like back-to-back games? Were they just going, we're not even near the playoffs? They they have been a powerhouse these last three years. And now he comes here. And I would say, not a controversial trade, but one that just kind of goes, wait, you want to leave Aaron Rodgers to go play for the Raiders? I, I think people that aren't as close to the sun as like you and I are with the Bulldog connection, just the Raiders. If you just met a guy in Texas or a guy in Minnesota or a guy in New York or Philly, you'd be like, why the fuck would you leave Aaron Rodgers to go to the Raiders? W- would you agree with that? Kind of just a an easy universal take. Mm-hmm. Like just from a football perspective, that seems nuts. Mm-hmm. It's starting to look kind of crazy because if Devontae Adams had stayed on the Packers, like they would be better than they are, right? And they're still not bad, and they'll probably be a 10-ish win team. But to me, they would still be one of the heavy favorites in the NFC. Why? He's that great of a player. And they are, it's clear they're missing him. And like, he's, he's not falling off. He's clearly, if not, I mean, I think he is the Raiders best player, him or Crosby. And it's not equating to wins. And you can be like, well, they lost by one point and they lost by two points. It's like, yeah, they just keep losing though. They just keep losing. So we can make excuses all we want. And I think that'd be fine if they were three and two and we were just nitpicking one game, but this is one and four. They have the same record as the Carolina Panthers. They were a team that was, I would also say, universally might be strong, but pretty consistently picked to be like a playoff contender. Yeah. And at one and four, I mean, you're just you're fighting an uphill battle here, Haberman. Yeah, I mean, and their schedule, they could still. I saw, I think uh, Josh Dubow, uh tweeted something about you know they could still go nine and eight, and they could. I mean, they're they're clearly better than one and four, right? But as David Tepper is learning the famous words of Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. Um, whether you think you're better than one and four or not, when you're one, one and four, it's a bad place to be. It's a bad place for Devontae Adams to be. It's a bad place for Josh McDaniels to be. It's a bad place for Derek Carr to be. It's just a bad place for Mark Davis to be. It's a bad place to be. And um, historically, the organization, which is still the organization, Right. They say you go on vacation, you take your problems with you like you don't leave behind. Well, the Raiders went to Vegas and they got new coach and they got some new bunch of new players. But organization, you say that when I go to vacation, I just forget about. Well, I don't know. But, uh, you know, they are they are still the Raiders. And part of this whole thing is overcoming their past. And right now they are they are a major letdown team. Better when you say part of that visual. Of the dude flying down to nothing on on Monday Night Football. Let's not forget that they didn't. Yeah, just I mean, lose. They, they've been they were up 
either 17 or 20 nothing against the Cardinals. Like they- if somebody texted you at 6.04 p.m., the Raiders can't have a gut punch loss if they don't have the lead first. I think part of the visual. Now, who is that the- person? <laughs> part of the shove. It's not just Devontae Adams shoving. It's a Raiders player shoving him. And Raider fans get very mad at this. Like th- there is a stigma that comes with your franchise. It's why, you know, there might be a guy on this podcast, not me, who said whoever owns the team next probably should rebrand. And I'm not opposed. To that. I, I, I would I would rebrand the team. If you told me I know people are gonna hate that, and it sounds very snarky, and you don't have to, but I mean I think there's something if I to had it. to take an educated guess, whenever the Davis family no longer owns this team, and my guess would that happens over the next decade. Because uh, Mark's no spring chicken is the Raiders are not called the Raiders at one point in time in our lifetime when they're in Vegas. I, I, I would in a in a betting area, I would place money on that in Vegas. Uh, and a lot of the old school fans are going to be pissed. But th- there is a stigma that comes with your franchise. And a lot of people are saying like typical Raiders. This guy was known and he is like, I, I do believe this. He's one of the more impressive individuals in the league. He's everything you'd want. And then this happens when he's on the Raiders. And I think part of this is, and I was somewhat tongue-in-cheek, I said this on the uh, Twitter.com, is like losing makes winners crack. Like losing makes high-level people lose their mind. And I I just, I'm not trying to absolve Devontae from that, but like you said, there's a culture of the organization. For 20 years, since 2002, they've made the playoffs twice. And they've lost both games. They're both away games. This is a a losing franchise. And Josh McDaniels is a losing head coach. That's that's not an opinion. That's a fact. And you just watch like they just found a way to lose last night. Now it's one of the best teams. You know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic powerhouse squad they're playing on the road. You would say even if they were a 12 win team, like that could happen, right? Like losing that game against Kansas City and Mahomes and Andy, yep, like totally. You you have the disadvantage. One take I had in the fourth quarter, like ultimately for the Raiders to beat them, once the game gets tight, to me it kind of becomes Andy and Patrick against Josh and Derek. Like that's kind of like I know I, I have full faith that Andy and Patrick can just make things happen, can call the right plays, and I just didn't quite have it. And then Derek makes the play to Devontae where he has just. You remember years ago in the Pro Bowl, he threw a touchdown to either like Stefan Diggs. Was it AB? Or, or maybe it was Diggs? Might have been Antonio. It was some sweet wide receiver. I think it might have been AB. And it was just a you know who it might have been? Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay. It, it was some sweet wide receiver. Yeah, and he yeah, threw yeah. this bomb on the run. It was an awesome that play in a vacuum is probably one of the cooler plays of Derek's career. Yeah, I, I told you, I'll never forget where I was. You and I, we were together at Buffalo Wild Wings when Kaepernick threw a ball very similar to that. Collins was more on a line, but jump ball back of the end zone, Anquan Bolden against the Seahawks. Remember, it kind of went through Earl Thomas's hand? Yeah, because it was just a rocket. <laughs> this ball was a little different, and the reception was different, but it was it was an awesome, awesome. And that's part of the deal with Derek, is there just aren't a lot of players who can make that throw. My issue with the way the game ended was not the two guys running into each other. It was on fourth and one. And it's not like there was 10 seconds left, so you had to be kind of crazy. Like, there was time if you get a first down, you can immediately spike it. You know, you don't have to get that much farther to get in the field goal range. 
why aren't they running a higher percentage, whether it's like a, you know, a sprint out, a quick out, uh, something to, to Renfro or Devontae, like a, just toward the sticks. I, I thought that's kind of a crazy play call. Now, I don't know if Derek audible at the line of scrimmage, some hot route because they were blitzing the house. Yeah. But I, I, I thought the attempt to like throw something that deep on four, fourth and 10, okay. Fourth and one guy? Fourth and one? just And there's time where the game continues? I thought that was a Josh Derek shit sandwich. <laughs> and, and that, to me, reflected in Devontae kind of losing his mind. Like, he's not used to just this craziness of losing. I mean... He made a losing play, you know, where it kind of, he bobbed. I mean, he was open. Derek hit him, and he double. The defender it. going at his feet made it hard for him to get his feet down too on that ball, right? That losing play would be strong, but I mean, he just he could have made a he could have made a play there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this is Josh McDaniels' team is my overarching like this is his team. His team is Josh McDaniels is one and four. His team now they also got the benefit of that Chris Jones. We're not going to talk about the penalty, but. I mean, we can. The the Josh Dubow, again, I'll reference him again because this research was incredible. The holding penalty against the Raiders on the field goal attempt. Buck was like, oh, it's the classic plug and pull or whatever. I'd never heard of it where the defender can't pull the offensive player, offensive lineman for another defender to then shoot through the gap. Has not been called in the NFL in seven years. And the last time it was called, it was called against the Raiders. <laughs> That's an amazing, amazing statistic. I thought that was a horseshit penalty, just like the Chris Jones penalty was a horseshit penalty. You know where I stand on referees? I, I have officially waved the white flag of con- complaining about these these flags just because every single game you watch Saturday and Sunday are just littered with Poor calls. And I'm not even talking just about the targeting and the late hits. I, I'm just talking just calls where you're like, uh, the worst calls for me in the world are not Chris Jones or was it Grady Jarrett that whoever got yeah. to- Tom Brady. It's third and nine. It's like, uh, uh, let's flags on the field. Let's go to the referee. And it's, you know, defensive holding on 37 of the defense. And you see it's barely you're like, give me a break. Automatic first down. You're like, that is such bullshit. Such bullshit. I mean, that's but but I'm so I'm numb to it, guy. I'm numb to it. I don't you're not numb to it. You react every time, just like everybody else. Well, if I if I don't have money on the game or it doesn't impact the podcast, it, it's uh, I swear to God, it, it's 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 <laughs> It's impacted me much less than it would have three or four but years. If ago. you I've had been so watching that, if you had been watching the Chris, oh, I guess you were watching the Chris Jones penalty. I was at a sushi bar. I look up, I see Andy going nuts. Yeah, and they keep showing the replay of the fumble, and then it's clear the Raiders get the ball. Like I, I could have a pretty good feel yeah. that it was. I, I, I had to text you to find out exactly what happened, and then it made complete sense. Andy was. That's about as angry as you're going to see him, right? Yeah, he's going to get the bottom of it, John. <laughs> so do you think 51 was a bailout call? Like uh, it's kind of a yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just happens to the Raiders. And I, this is me defending the Raiders. Somebody just said, like, rebrand the team. Why do people think the history of the Raiders is all negative? So frustrating. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's every year. It's the complaints about all the, we get all the calls are against us. I just I rebranding doesn't matter until everything changes. But and the rebranding is not just about like the penalties and stuff. It's like the Internet age, like the Internet, you know, kind of started around the early 2000s when it really took over. Right. When everyone had computers, when you and I went to college in the fall of 03, I didn't have a laptop. I took a desktop with me. Like the world changed oh, a lot. With I got a laptop that year. I remember, and it was heavy. <laughs> yeah. So I, you were ahead of the curve. I, I probably got a laptop a couple years later. Like my, I got a floppy disk drive with it though. Yeah. So did I. And when I first got my laptop, which was terrible, and it would always like, it would like load up. Like, what is going on? Lift the off. point, the 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 point of the rebrand is not just like the penalties and the negative connotation. It's just that people just associate your team with losing. I, I got news for you. <laughs> it feels very stale. Yeah, and I take you say the Lions same thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, I would definitely say the Lions same thing. <laughs> but they didn't move towns like they are the Detroit Lions. They didn't exactly. That's part of it. You know, you moved. You're in a new brand. You got marks a champion with the Reno Aces. Or not the Reno Aces, the Vegas Aces. Good AAA baseball knowledge, though. Yeah, why don't you just go, you know, Vegas Black, Vegas, Vegas Jacks, or Vegas Kings, or it'd be easy, don't you think? Yeah, Kings, that's a good one. But but you know, like part of what made the Redskin football team Commanders, it was like they were really grasping at straws. I, I feel the same thing with the Guardians. It's like you guys are all just lost, hoping. I think Vegas has some like built in. You'd have ten names that you'd like five of them. You're like, yeah, that would work, right? I mean, easy. Even Knights does it. I don't know. Maybe it's different because it was hockey. Knights feels good for hockey. If that was the NFL name, I'd hate it. But, uh, but I think Knights works. Yeah, it, well, it does work. But if it was, yeah, Knights works. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're, oh, um, Corey says, is Atlanta a trap game with all these injuries? Well, I think since we started this podcast, we were going to look at this field Yates. The Niners hosted a trial for six players. I think somebody in the chat said they signed defensive tackle T.Y. McGill. <laughs> okay. Um, Good power rush. The update on the Niners injuries, definitely torn ACL for Emmanuel Mosley. That's old news by now. Jimmy Ward had surgery uh, on Tuesday. Presumably he's had the surgery by today, so the Niners will update that. Um, Nick Bosa will be reevaluated Wednesday at the Greenbrier when they practice. But... Kyle Shanahan was asked the question on Monday, did Nick not come back in the game as a precaution? And the answer was basically, no, he he's still not feeling good. So it was more he couldn't go than it was, we've got this game in hand, let's just shut him down. And um, I don't know, I haven't seen any news on this today, maybe you have. I, I expect Robbie Gold to be okay, but the Niners are going to are working out some kickers on Tuesday just in case. By the way, kind of, do you work out at the team facility or do you go to the Greenbrier? How's that I th I think just because you're practicing there that you've flown these guys out just there. All, so all these guys get a trip to the Greenbrier. Because what would be the point? Even let's just hypothetically say Adam Peters and a couple guys were staying back. They Well, if you signed them, you have to fly them out, right? So you might yeah. as well just bring them there. To yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not go as far as my confidence level on Robbie Gold is like he'll be okay. He's injured until I get further. Yeah, notice. I mean, I just bone bruise to me is kind of, but you're right. I mean, uh, but as he, you know, he's not, we're yeah, not talking no. about, you know, Anthony Munoz here battling through, you know, or, or Larry Allen or Emmett Smith battling through a dislocated shoulder. Like it's, 
he got hit. We all made fun of him, and you know he's squints, and, and it's just like he's a kicker. Like he's part of, like I, his pain tolerance. I don't expect to be as high as my defensive tackle. Like when Nick Bosa, like that's a problem, right? And I think first and foremost, Bosa of all the guys that got hurt that on that day, obviously some are major injuries. I mean, Mosley tore his ACL, and Jimmy Ward broke his hand. If he can't put a you know a cast on it, he could be out a long time. Right, a month plus. Yeah, which will basically more than half the season's gone, like in the snap of a finger. Emmanuel Mosley, I, I, I'm pretty unemotional about football in terms of injuries and so numb to it, and like I, I don't get so worked up about like, and I think a lot of people in in quote unquote this space kind of fake it. Like I, I'm not rooting or not rooting for guys, but like there are certain people that you're like, that's pretty cool. Like he came up as an undrafted free agent at corner, came up the hard way, earned his way to a starting spot, and then became a really good player on arguably the best defense in the league. He was headed to be an unrestricted free agent at a position that I would say a little bit like tackle. Like there just aren't that many tackles that hit the open market. Just like there aren't that many corners. Boom. Two corners this year hit the open market. J.C. Jackson, Traverius Ward, both of them got big cash. Emmanuel Mosley, I don't know, would be viewed anywhere like J.C. Jackson. But why couldn't he, if he had a really good season, be kind of like a little lesser version of Ward? Like, why couldn't he have got $25 million guaranteed? Three years, $40 million, you know. He would have got a lot of money. Yeah. To tear his ACL like that, that fucking sucks. I mean, that that really sucks. That, that for a guy that had just done it the hard way. It wasn't a first-round pick, never got any money. I mean, he's, he was making almost $4 million this year, but he had earned that, worked his way up. This was his moment. This was, was his time. He and was he was having, playing well. They, I mean, John, they were the, you know the number one pass defense in the league? I mean, him and Charverius Ward, like, they were ball. Like, they'd, he'd become, in part, not that this really matters, but it kind of happened with J.C. Jackson. He was kind of, like, Charverius Ward... But I don't know. Maybe this is wrong. I, Chiefs fans were definitely aware of him. But, you know, I think probably more of hardcore NFL fans were aware of Traverius Ward. Um, Their more, defense wasn't that good for a lot of his time there, remember? Yeah, it wasn't so I mean, he was a very good player, obviously. And right now he is, to me, he has already in six weeks become like a cooler player than he was in his time in Kansas City. Just because this team is being led by its defense and he's a big part of that. My point is that like Emmanuel Mosley was going to be the kind of guy that felt like a splash even a casual fan, if this thing just kept going the way it was going for him. He just had a pick six in that game. He was, you know, he so you're saying like if next year the Dolphins sign a man. I'm saying like somebody's owner, like a team owner would be fired up. And that stuff yeah. doesn't matter a ton, but it matters a little bit that your owner just knows who these guys are when they're the one cutting the checks. And I think that was going to benefit him. The fact that Robert Sala is a coach right now, that D'Amico Ryans could be a coach um in 2023, a head coach. Uh, that Mike McDaniel's out there. Like, there's just two defensive guys who have both coached you being head coaches at the same time is pretty good for your free agency, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, if he comes back next year for the Niners, because that's may maybe what happens, and then the next year he's a free agent and he has half a healthy season last year, whatever the case is, then maybe it works out. But it sucks. You're right. It it really sucks for him. And it sucks for the team because because he was playing. It just sucks all around. It sucks for everybody. Except yeah. maybe whoever gets an opportunity to replace him. But you know, Diamador Lenore was already playing a lot. 
Yeah, I I think it's a replaceable position just because they have the bodies. The, the, the guy that's clearly not replaceable if he has to miss significant time is Nick Bosa. And part of when you threw that field, Yates, like the number one thing that I saw when Field tweeted that out yesterday, and he just, like the personnel notice comes out every day in the NFL. And on that personnel notice, it starts with people that have been waived, people that have been claimed, and then once the season starts, you have to announce when you work out players. So any street free agents, as these guys are, if you work them out, you put it on the notice. So he's just, you know, tweeting out the people that the Niners put on the personnel notice. Well, to me, what stands out about that is they got two guys who are just missing week in, week out now in Armstead and obviously Kinlaw. And to me, Armstead's shitty deal, right? I mean, his foot, who knows? The Kinlaw thing, and I told you this when we hopped on, my I had multiple teams. I was like, what is Kinlaw's deal? Because anytime you're that big in the SEC, like it's not that crazy to get drafted top 15. And they said, obviously, no one disputes his freak ceiling and talent. We had him having a degenerate knee, which happens to a lot of players, right? When they come out in the process, knee issues for running backs, for safeties, for you know, skill guys or linemen scares teams off. Because a degenerate knee doesn't mean like I can't, Kinlaw's barely played, but like you can't give me three or four really good years. It's like, I don't think you're going to be able to do it for like multiple contracts. Right. So if I'm going to invest a high pick on you, ideally I want to have a second contract guy. And that was the knock on him. And I'd say that is pl- like he got microfracture ACL. Like he got the total package surgery and now it's not holding. <laughs> you know, it's like something is, it's like you glued something on the wall and the thing starts slipping or like your tape doesn't hold. That's what it feels like is happening. And they're not going to be, they're going to be very sensitive to this situation because he's been sensitive about this. And I understand when he got mad at Grant, like I get it from his position. Can you imagine knowing how much talent you have and just thinking like my fucking knee won't work? And at the time he probably felt really healthy. He's like, I'm going to show all these motherfuckers, Grant, I'm going to kick your ass first. And then I'm going to kick the offensive lineman's ass. Well, now his knee's not working clearly. Right. He's not able to play in games, but they're clearly going to be hesitant to put him on injured reserve. Right. They don't want to do that as it's to me. That's a double whammy. That's one. You're acknowledging he's not healthy. And you're also just like, does he go into the tank? Like, does this just derail his mental headspace? To me, the Bosa thing's a little freakish, but kind of like those other two guys, like it's not finite. Like if you tell me Nick Bosa misses the next three games, it's possible. If you tell me he comes back. You know, next week against the Chiefs, I'll believe it. But who knows? But I do know you ain't risking it, right? I I ain't bringing him back a week too early and then having him come up lame. And part of that injury, a little like the hammy, last year, Greenlaw missed a bunch of time. Remember, he came back, and like the second or third big play he had, he comes up limping and he's out. It's just one of those things that – so they got three guys who are – I mean, I don't know. One's an all-pro. The other two guys are – you know, Armstead's a high-level starter, and Kinlaw, they just need that body type. Paid like an all-pro. Who? Armstead is paid like an all-pro. And has earned his money when he's been healthy. I don't know if you can just maintain this elite, elite defense missing. Bosa, Armstead, Mosley, like, how many guys can you miss? Al Shire. Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. You've been rolling a lot with backup safeties here. 
Like Fred Warner in Green Lodge is going to make every single tackle. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, there are years like that, right? Charvarius Ward being there helps. Hufunga helps. Hufunga's making some of those tackles. Making a lot of them. Drake Jackson, you know, like Omenahu. Like you are, they the Niners do kind of attack in waves. And they're even, it's pretty crazy that they actually have some semblance of depth still, given the injuries they've had. But you're right. I mean, it's we'll find out Wednesday on Bosa. The fact that Armstead, the plan, these are not, these injuries, groin can linger. The knee has lingered, Ginlaw's whole career. Plantar fasciitis lingers. Anyone that's a sports fan knows when you hear plantar fasciitis, you don't have a solid timeline on a return. Sounds like just pain pain in your foot. Yeah. And that's what Armstead's dealing with. So, you know, there's not even really clear target dates on, on returns for these guys. And the, I, I mean, I think to a large degree, it hinges on, Bosa. Do you have the guy that's going to lead the NFL in sacks if he's healthy or not? And honestly, we could talk. I mean, this is a well, one bright spot is, did you see the clip of them walking out in Carolina? I I wish they, I I love the song last year. They went with another song. uh, Trent was right next to Debo. Now he was obviously not padded out, but like him walking and being like, that's to me, he's probably a little closer. Like, if you told me he's back by the Chiefs game, somewhat believable. I, to me, there are different levels of high ankle sprain. It feels like his high ankle sprain is not some devastating high ankle sprain like we've seen for, like, two months if you're already letting him lead the team out walking, right? He's not in a boot or anything. and He, he worked out a little before the game. So, for all the negative, like, that would be a huge, like, if I just tell you Trent Williams is back next week, that's a huge boost. You, why, you, think, Chris, you think Chris Jones could be a problem? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up everybody? It's your old friend John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, well, good luck. Uh, the Niners have about – you see they rotate guards, Brunskill, Burford. You know, they, it's like, do it on defense. Why not? <laughs> what does Kacerik do? Let's just – can we do that on offense too? Why not? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't know who's blocking. Is it Brunskill? <laughs> yeah, it's very clever. Um, you think they like the Chris Jones to split them right over Jake Brendel? Who might, you think Chiefs might, like that matchup? Might, might have to put – can you just line Kittle up at like, you know, where the Air Force, like where Air Force lines up like their triple option teams line up like their wing backs, just kind of line them up kind of as another offensive lineman. You remember when Chris Jones tripped at the combine and his penis fell out? Yes. <laughs> By the come way, a, come a long way. A little a film study. Speaking of being offsides, uh, the Chiefs lined up offsides multiple times on their interior line, I thought, against They're the aggressive on the night. Like it's, I don't Multiple times I lined off offsides and didn't get called. So send a uh, text to Jed, have him tell the league. Playing the Falcons, like you need Nick a little bit more when you play Kansas City in two weeks. And I don't I, I don't I don't want Nick Bosa. I mean, like the way that they talk about turf, I don't want Nick Bosa playing on the turf in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think he will. Trying to like oh, here's the other thing, trying to like change directions to chase down Mariota. Mahomes is kind of a shiftier guy. Slower, but shifty. Yeah. But at least you're you're at home. You're on your grass for that game. So, you know, I don't know. It's they there's all to your point. There's only so many of these. It's only week six, or I mean, it's been five weeks of football, right? Like, are they just healthy the rest of the year? Well, I was thinking about this today. Like, they're just when you already have this many injuries, you're just then a couple more injuries away from disaster. <laughs> like, what if like. Uh, you know, Jeff Wilson gets hurt and Brandon Ayuk pulls a hammy. All of a sudden, it's like usually Danny Gray, when baby. When you're just starting at square one, you you can like take a couple steps back. They're already below the line when it comes to injuries. <laughs> you know, I mean, it feels like the Chiefs relatively healthy. Even they had a scare yesterday, like Hardeman. Like, did he just pull his hammy? And then, like two plays later, they gave it to him on a reverse. Yeah, what like, was it? Like his heel or something? Yeah, it's like <laughs> why can't that ever happen to the Niners? You know, it's actually he's fine. Come back in. It always feels like ah. Oh, He's out, guys. Let's go to the sideline. Well, quick update here from Kyle Shanahan's sideline. He's going to be missing 17 of his 45 players have already been hurt in the first quarter. He's going to try to make do. The, the Athletic had this article where they just won through 32. Niners were fifth, like in their power rankings. And in the power rankings, each team, they would do a potential trade. So like the Bills, it was like McCaffrey. And for the Niners, it was Nick Foles. And the logic was you're just you're just one injury away. I was like, you know, don't totally hate it. I mean, Jimmy seasons do tend to have injuries. Their point was like they're clearly pretty good, and they're just one rolled ankle away from Brock Purdy man in the ship. Well, if their defense was healthy, you could survive that. But now, in fairness, every time I look up at Iowa State, they're kind of falling apart. They just lost a game like 10 to 9. Yeah, I, I do wonder if the coach has missed his window. Or you could argue, who cares if you think a guy's good? 
you know, you, you can't, you don't only. Have I think he's clearly pretty season. good. He yeah. he loses a lot of tight games to uh, maybe. You know, you know the quarterback is for K State. Um, five five nine. Oh, Mart- Adrian Martinez. Yeah, who's having like a bounce back? Like, I saw like season. two weeks ago. He had a great whoever they played. Well, he destroyed Venables. Uh, I I guess I missed this. So the update: Sam Sloman has been signed kicker to the Niners practice squad. If 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 Robbie Gold can't go, it'll be Sloman Sunday against the Falcons in his hometown. Can you imagine how many guys in football more than the other two major sports that just at one point in time during the football season are just like at home on their couch and just like, what are you going to do? And the guy's like, bro, I'm just, my agent says to stay ready. Stay ready. And, and then some of his buddies are like, fuck this guy's talking about. Where's Sam? Oh, he's out at the park kicking 50 yarders. And then like three weeks later, the buddies are watching you play on Sunday night football. Well, how about the guy that kicked for the Cardinals? Amendola? Yeah. Well, he, all the guy does is miss kicks and he keeps getting shots because you just have injuries. Like, I feel like more kickers have been hurt the last several years than most of our life. I feel like kickers go down a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, Dante Johnson, Ambry Thomas, Samuel Womack. Those your guys. Uh, okay. But, the, but here's the thing. Like, this is where I don't – it sucks to lose Mosley. But, like, the Chiefs are rolling out Watson, who's a seventh-round pick, because they let Ward walk in free agency. They draft McDuffie in the first round. McDuffie hasn't really played. Like, it's isn't that part of football? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders had first-round corners that are in jail. That's not – I'm not saying – not speaking out of turn, that's a fact. Is he in jail? He's in jail? Uh, the dude Damn. with the guns, yeah. I've, I've screwed uh, it up before. Arnett, I don't, Damon Arnett. Yeah, I don't want to say the wrong guy. You've said the wrong guy before in Damon Arnett? Yeah, I said uh, they had another player who uh, – I don't know who it was, but I, I think I said it one time. Someone's like, you got to be careful. That's You meant Damon Arnett. Hmm. You never know with the Raiders. You know, they got a couple of players behind the behind in the clink. Um, okay. The that's uh, unneeded. That's unneeded. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, facts are facts. Uh Matt Rule got fired. Forty million dollars left on his contract. Uh, offset language though, guy. Okay, but I mean no one has to does that mean that Matt Rule does he just go somewhere that he maybe is I don't think – let's say – Matt Rule could just go wherever he wants, right? Coach college football. He doesn't have to go. One team's offering him $8 million. What if he What if he would prefer to coach at ASU to Nebraska? He I read something that, that, like, don't think he wouldn't be interested in ASU. Yeah, I, I think it would be pretty interesting. I think Nebraska would be pretty interesting for him, too. I think there's – but I'm just saying, like, he could do it. And ASU's like, yeah, great. David Tepper's picking this one up. So thanks, Dave. I think there are rules like a minimum average, you know, but yeah, you're right. They might have to pay him two and a half million dollars and he covers the extra seven. It's Would you so, think like that? I guess if it's, if it's going to be deducted, it doesn't really matter, right? If you're not going to eclipse your nine and a half million dollar salary, why do you care where it's coming from? Well, I think you do care because I, I think if you're Matt rule, the less they pay you, the more money you have to play with for other stuff, right? Like coaches do care about things oh, other yeah, than yeah. their own salary, their assistant salary, um, you know, uh, uh, the number of analysts they can have on staff, all that type of stuff. Recruiting budget. So if you're making two fifty instead of seven million, all of a sudden you're gonna have two and a half million dollar coordinators, and you still got money left over for other shit. True. 
True. Like to me, it it matters. Like it really matters. It's Do you think that'd be a good major, bounce back for ASU if they landed Matt Rule? I think it'd be a major <laughs> bounce back for ASU. Have you did you read that too? Was it, you didn't just make that up, did you? What ASU like, is going to be interesting? No, I didn't read that. But I just interest? like to me, just ASU makes. I, I could see it. Like he coached at Baylor. He coached at Temple. I, why wouldn't he want to coach? I mean, ASU, he could come coach in the Pac-12, kind of wide open, just fucking. Have you seen the scores of some of these games? Like, you got to score 34 points to win right now in that league. Well, he so, hasn't been scoring many points in the pros. I know, but but his deal in college, like I heard somebody saying it, maybe it was Bruce Feldman, like his deal in college was, like, we're going to get real, like, it was personnel, partly personnel driven. You know, you can get more athletic and fast guys. The NFL, it's harder to just, yeah, you don't just do whatever you want. And your quarterback, especially with the portal, you can fucking... Go get a guy. You don't think he wouldn't get some guys in the portal to come play quarterback? Traded a second, a fourth, and a sixth for Sam Darnold. That one backfired. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So the Panthers back-to-back years have had quarterback shots. They went with Baker this year. The Steelers are already on their second quarterback, and they're getting their asses kicked. Uh, The Colts stink. The football team, they chose Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera got into some hot water this week. And they play, by the way, Thursday night football. Uh, against the Bears, so that's a game for that. Could top the could top the excitement of Colts Broncos from last week. Um, these are all teams that had shots at Jimmy Garoppolo and chose not to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Kawakami wrote a piece today. I thought it was pretty good. Just that Jimmy Garoppolo saved their season, which obviously he did. You know, just being in that position. But part of the premise of his article was going over just because we talked about it this week. Now, Matt Rule is not collecting unemployment. So when I said send him to the unemployment line, like his unemployment, most employed people would die to be like, wait, you're going to pay me $40 million to go away. So it's not that big a deal that he got fired and he was on the hot seat to begin with. But the reason he got fired was simply because he could not find a quarterback. And they specifically, we talked about like, they should be all over him. They should be all over him. They should be all over him. And for whatever reason, they chose Baker Mayfield. Baker fucking Mayfield. There was well reported that he was going to get traded to the football commanders. And then the surgery came out and they kind of backed off and they went with Carson Wentz, who who Ron Rivera just basically took a dump on. And even Alex Smith was like, don't drive the bus over your quarterback. It's like, Jesus, I don't feel that much sympathy for Carson Wentz. But like, it's pretty crazy how undervalued Jimmy was. Is Jimmy have some flaws? Hell yeah. Do like 18 quarterbacks in the NFL have some major flaws for sure. And the guys that are getting fired, because Ron's going to get fired too. And Frank's probably going to get fired as well. And they traded third round picks. Like, could you have traded a third round pick? Like, would the Niners have given Jimmy for a third round pick? Probably. And Andy was cheap. Like, ultimately, you also could have renegotiated with with James Garoppolo. Like, Wentz makes big money. Matt Ryan makes huge money. And they suck. Wentz doesn't suck as much as Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan sucks. I mean, Wentz Wentz is a bizarre player. Wentz is a bizarre player. Wentz doesn't suck as much, I think, as people think if you watch him play. He throws devastating interceptions. Devastating interceptions. Uh, I think he's top five in the league in yards. But he's just... Wherever he goes, they turn on him pretty quickly. Fast. In Indianapolis, it turned on him quickly. Uh, you know, I I think that the lesson I learned with Jay Cutler working in this business years ago, like just out of kind of spite, I was like, everyone hates Jay. Fuck that. Like, I'm with Jay. Not that it was some big take, but multiple teams tell you they don't like Carson. I 
like I I should be on Ron Rivera's side because there's a pattern here. At the same time, I thought it was kind of horseshit by Ron just to say quarterback and then act like he wasn't throwing Carson under the bus. He knows how the media works, but you know, Ron's a high level guy. Like I got a lot of respect for Ron. I know, you know, people like people like Ron Rivera. I think these guys, I think, I think losing, we saw it with Devonte makes you crack. Well, it makes you kind of distort reality too, because he said that, Oh, quarterback, like Daniel Jones, Cooper rush, like Jalen hurts. He's him and McCarthy have been in their places longer than Nick Sirianni or, uh, Brian manscape.com promo code ham one day balls has been uh, with the giants. So it's not like this. Well, the, the Cowboys didn't beat the Rams because of Cooper rush, right? No, <laughs> they defense. built the defense, but you're a defensive coach. You've had Del Rio. I know. So, you know, I, I thought that was kind of weak, but whatever. I also have to acknowledge that there is a path of destruction wherever Carson Wentz goes. I think the Niners got very, very lucky, and it's easy to look back. But right now, the evidence we have, Jimmy's value is astronomically higher than it was three, four, five, All six months ago. All those teams would trade their guy. And, like, it, if you could have told Matt Rule last week, okay, you could trade Baker, uh, and you got to throw in a fourth for Jimmy. Will you do it? Could you save your job with it? Well, here's the thing, would right? Would he have done that? Would he have done Baker at a fourth for Jimmy or Baker in a third or just a third? Without hesitation. Yeah. The the thing is, life's like this, but football specifically, is it's so easy to like something until it's in your possession or you're around it or you live in it or you're dating her or you have the job, like I really want this job, and then you get it and you're like, God damn, this isn't quite what I thought. Players are no different. I'm really intrigued by Baker Mayfield, and then you start coaching him. How many weeks ago did Matt Rule know I'm in major trouble? Right, This is not – like were there moments maybe – coaches you have to kind of live in this distorted world of optimism so you don't ever say it out loud maybe like one of your closest assistants clearly those two guys that also got fired yesterday were like rule guys and they were i mean they came with him from baylor and temple but like you know inside you you always at least in my life i've always known before the actual like finality of something happened or before it's like it's not even debatable anymore and I, I think that's what's happening all around the league with the, their quarterback positions is they know right now, but there's nothing you can do. Like you, you've made your bed, you've done the deal. Like you're, you're in the boat with this guy. And this is where the Niners have to be thinking one. They just, they've acknowledged this, but it's just, they are so fucking lucky that it played out this way, that the football gods threw them a bone for whatever reason. Like last night, the football gods did not throw the Raiders a bone. They tried to, but ultimately they did not. This situation, because if the 49ers had Brock Purdy and Nate Sudfeld as the two backups and Jimmy was never an option, like they're just, they're pro they're just not a playoff team. Not with these injuries mounting up by the week, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you make me think the reality is obviously Nick Bosa is a far better player than Jimmy Garoppolo, but as devastating as a long term. Bosa injury would be a long-term Garoppolo injury would be more devastating for the 49ers. Be crippling. Yeah. Be Especially crippling. given the way, and I know it's the Panthers, but the Panthers have some, I mean, the Panthers defense, he played well. Now, you know, we, Jimmy is what Jimmy is, but watching that game back, he made some really good throws in that game, like some really good throws. But this is why we said, why I think everyone was so bullish on Trey, because you're like, wait, you get to inherit Debo? Ayuk, Kittle, Juice, Jawan Jennings is your third wide receiver. 
They draft you running backs and more wide receivers. Like, Jesus. And you have Kyle calling the plays. Because you watch the game. Like, part of why Jimmy is, if you're just playing solid quarterback, you get to throw to these sweet guys. <laughs> like, Brandon Ayuk is really, really good. Like, really, really good. Like, you talk about all these teams that, like, need a number two wide receiver. Do you know what so many of them would do for Brandon Ayuk as their number two guy? Do you know what the, the Packers would do just to have Brandon Ayuk right now? It's basically their pseudo one just to have that talent around that kind of group of young guys and Randall Cobb. Like I'm watching him with the game on the line against the giants. They have Randall Cobb who Rogers just throws at the only guy they have the dude from Nevada and they have Lazard. Like that's what they throw out. Is Christian Watson hurt? Well, he's just not like their top three guy. Like the Dobbs kid, Pat is just more reliable, but do you know what that used to be? That would have been Devante Randall and Lazard. And that, kept winning them 13 games as long as Aaron Jones and like Tanya or you know they're, they're fine but when you have the trickle down effect so to me if Bosa does have to miss a couple weeks as long as you got Debo Kittle and Ayuk on the field and Jimmy's playing solid you got a chance to win games and your defense you know you still have enough defensive playmakers to make plays now the thing that I would be a little worried about is the pass rush but ultimately Jimmy now you know, how many of those games is Jimmy going to play over the next 10? You know, it might only be three or four, but as long as you win all three or four of those and then maybe split the ones where he's in the middle, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, when do those games come, right? Like you, you need him to play that way against Atlanta this week. Cause you can't lose that game. It'd be, yeah. a, be a, another, take no one lightly. I know they just handled the Panthers, but they've lost to the bears this year. Okay. That, that game happened. They lost to the Broncos, who have a very good defense, but they've lost that game. So, um, take well, no one lightly. What, what's the goal? They what's the- if they if they win this weekend and they're four and two, their next two games are Kansas City and the Rams. I think before the bye. Yeah. Is the goal then to just be five and three going in the bye, and you feel pretty damn good about it? Yeah, I think so. You split the Rams and the Chiefs game. Yeah, you'd feel great. Honestly, you'd feel beating the Chiefs would feel good. Well, beating the Rams and having a two-game lead on them in your division, you would ra- you would rather win the Rams game than the Chiefs it's, game, right? It's more valuable to you, right? The, the 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 Chiefs are not in your conference, so you're not. There's not going to be a two-seed tiebreaker or a three-seed tiebreaker with them. Um, and, and the Rams more likely anyway. going to be three and three or four and three. You know, their their record is not. It's not like you're beating them, and it's like, well, they're already seven and one, so who even cares, right? right. Like you, you have a chance to like have a multiple game lead over them. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't view part of this this weekend. Seattle's been pretty interesting because every time I've like had them in a little box on Sunday ticket, like they score a lot of points. Well, they're seventh in people, the league in scoring. I saw a couple of people tweet out highlights of Gino, and it was like, God, Gino's making some incredible passes. He had yeah, this the, one where he's like scrambling to his left and he threw it, hits this guy in stride. You're like, fuck this guy. This guy looks sweet. Problem is they're 31st in the league in defense. Well, do you know that they changed to the three-four defense? They're running the Vic Fangio defense. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. I, I, do you think the Niners are better this weekend? Is Arizona a bigger threat to them than Seattle? Yes. You would want Arizona to lose and go to two and four and basically just be in yep. shambles, right? Yeah. Yep. I because by the time you get them later, they might have just be king mail it in, <laughs> hate each other, quitting on each other. Seattle, to me, is just going to keep playing hard and be feisty all year. Yes, like Pete, yes. Arizona's got like everyone has quit on everybody. Yeah, you, you see Kyler through Cliff under the bus about 
He's like, they were screaming in my head, spike the ball, you know, on third and one. And it's like, oh, fuck. See, you and I were talking when that game happened live, and we were both like, wait, something wrong just happened, right? And it just felt a little disoriented. But I didn't see that he said that. Well, did you see uh, Jimmy Klemski, like one of the Philly Philly guys who covers the Eagles, said that the upper board – had flipped it to first and 10. But Sirianni said that we still knew it was third down. It was weird. Like, he was basically defending Kyler. Like, he looked up. It was first down. That's why he spiked it. Gotcha. He didn't think it was third down, obviously. But, you know, you just, you never know with the Cardinals. Yeah. That was a Cardinals home game, though, right? Cardinals home game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Niners are in good shape. Like, they go to the, the Arizona game they play is in Mexico City. Don't forget that um, after they play the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. So that, that's kind of a weird week. Um, and Arizona's always kind of weird for the Niners or beats them. Forget about weird, like beats them twice last year. Kyler's a problem. I mean, so running you, around. Yeah, you would just rather Seattle wins. But Seattle's not better than the Cardinals, I don't think. Um, so uh, Hopkins does come back, I think, after week six. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Holly, I, I watched some of the Eagle Cardinal game back. Hollywood had a pretty sweet touchdown. Like they, yeah. they do have some random. I mean, they got some players, yeah. right? Yeah. So Cliff, Cliff and Kyler feel just like an explosive combo, man. Explosive, but still like Kyler's talented enough that even through the problems, he can beat you. Yeah, he's not like you're not watching Johnny Manziel or something, you know. You're watching a guy who it's off though. Like I, my takeaway from that oh. game is like Jalen is playing better than Kyler, even though yeah. Kyler is clearly like more explosive of a player. I would rather have Jalen right now. Just feels like a much easier operation than the Kyler experience. Especially also when you factor in one guy makes about a million dollars, the other guy makes 45. Greg says, I can see, I see Niners Eagles NFC championship game. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, Eagles are going to be at home uh, the way it's trend, the way it's going right now for the whole playoffs, which would be big for them. We, we talked, uh, I guess it would have been Sunday night about the most, like the, the most like desired home game for the Niners this year. And one team we left out, just honestly, I kind of forgot their own schedule, is Brady's return to the Bay Area, which will obviously be Brady's last, you know, I think it's fair to say this is potentially, I guess, now that he's single, you never know, but probably Brady's last year. But I I do think Tampa Bay, that defense, like Tom Brady, (laughs) you know, we'll see how that looks against the Niners, but also just in a playoff game, like, we sure that would Tom Brady be intimidated to go on the road at Levi's? Oh, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I do think right now when you look around the rest of the conference, you go Philly, okay. I think good point on the Bucks, okay. Outside of that, is Minnesota a two seed? That's what they are right now. Dallas, you've beaten them before in the playoffs. New York, there are four. <laughs> New York's four and one right now, and they play somebody this week that they oh they play the Ravens this week actually. Green Bay, the Rams, the Saints, the Cardinals. I mean, this like the NFL. Well, one thing I will say about Dallas is last year when the Niners kind of kicked their ass, it did feel like they but were. It was sneaky closer than it felt at times. They were a little more of an offensive team where I actually like them more if it's just like offense just 
play ugly and they're like defense dominates. I I'm always I respect teams like that more just knowing that like hey, it could be a 10-10 game and going into the fourth quarter and that just that's what happened, you know, them in Green Bay and that's why the Niners won. Yeah. The reason the Niners beat them is they were up 23 to 7, right? And you just kind of got to hold hold on. Is Dallas's defense and that's why Sunday night football like are they this for real? The defense, like, do they kind of hold Philly under control? Great question. I mean, Michael Irvin. I don't know if you saw his clip on uh, Monday, but he was going ape. He was going crazy, ape yeah. about it. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. But the um, Minnesota the at Dolphins this week. Yeah, Minnesota. That's another good one. The problem for Dallas, I think, is I don't think Mike McCarthy's teams ultimately do the little things necessary to win in the playoffs. Now he had Aaron Rodgers. He's done it. He has won the playoffs. I think that will bite them, but you're right. I mean, I, a team that leads the league in defense, you feel better about in the postseason than a team that leads the league in offense, which is what Dallas was last year. Agreed. But I do think the way they ended that game last year was part of who they are. Like they're just a little, they're going to be a little discombobulated when it comes to uh what does McCarthy call it? Not winning time. Mojo, mojo moments. You think he scrapped that? You think they're still doing mojo moments? Brad says Tampa tickets are more expensive than KC or Chargers or Rams games for the Niners. I heard like 4X the resale value. Wow. Some of the prices are very, very expensive. A couple early, early, not really early Falcons thoughts. John, did you see who got targeted twice in the Falcons Bucks game? Felipe Franks. Remember Felipe Franks? Wasn't he a quarterback at Florida? What position is he playing? Threw the ball tight end. He's big. They threw him the ball twice. No catches. Uh, so they're creative. Like the one thing you said this the other day, and you're right. I, I watched the Falcons game Tuesday morning, Falcons Bucks, and they just do a bunch of shit. Pistol, misdirections, throwing the ball to random people. Uh, they don't have pits. They don't have Patterson. They try to force the ball. They try to get the ball to Drake London a lot. Uh, who looks pretty good. Who looks at a good. sweet catch on the sideline? They just had it was, I think. I, I, AJ Terrell, Terrell, AJ Terrell. That, yeah, but they drafted him a couple years ago. He was just on Mike Evans the whole time, which is a tough matchup. Mike Evans had a good game. Um, Grady Jarrett was a problem in that game. Like he played well. Falcons actually dropped two first half interceptions of Brady. Um, their return guy who also scored a touchdown late, Avery Williams, had a couple nice returns. Like the Niners are 28th or 30th or some shit in kickoff return coverage. Uh, did you see the Panthers fired their guy? The, the special teams coach got fired the other day. Why? Well, I, I I think it was the like the loyal loyal because the snow guy is a life yeah. with the rule. So yeah. I, I think it was just like rules right hand man. We're like we're getting we're not having any you know locker room lawyers around here. It's like yeah, God, give right, me well, a break. Whatever. Steve Wilkes getting getting another shot. But anyway, uh, Mariota can run. Looks good. I don't want to say resurrected his career because he was just kind of holding it down and not really. It's not like he he makes three or four million dollars to be a bridge quarterback now, but he does look his NFL career. You're going to look up. He's going to play 15 years, right? That was my vibe. Watch some of that Tampa game. Like he ain't going away anytime soon. Well, what's it been already? He's probably halfway to 15, right? Well, like he, he would have came out and probably 14. So yeah, eight starter for four, five. Now he's been a backup for. Derek's backup for a couple years. He would have been Derek's backup last year. So, yeah, I would say this is probably year eight. Yeah, it's year eight. 
What would you go over under on years in the league for Mariota? High level guy, healthy, not great, but like if I mean good enough. I mean, you know, he missed he, whatever. He, yes, as long as he wants to play, he will play. I saw this. The cameras panned yesterday to the chief sideline. <laughs> Chad Henney could pass for a forty nine year old. It's like he he didn't look. I mean, if 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 Mahomes broke his foot. They are so fucked. He looks like he is just not even close to coming in the game. And obviously, if you're them, you're the last thing you're thinking about is Mahomes leaving the game. But if like that guy can be a backup and play in the league for 14 years, you can't tell me Mariota can't have like a 33 to 38 just backing up high level guys because he doesn't even cost that much now. I, uh, what I'm saying is, I watch some of the Falcons. I'm like, I like watching Mariota. Now he's he he's uh. Not the most Co- accurate guy. He throws career sixty three, but he hasn't. He throws it's picks. been a while since he's got he's four that. picks this year. Yeah, eighty touchdowns, forty nine picks. He's running fifteen. He's a thousand yard career rusher. Takes boy, he took a lot of sacks in his career in Tennessee. Thirty eight sacks, forty two sacks. We go down as the greatest Hawaiian quarterback ever. Like, is Tua ever going to be have a better career than Mariota? It's two ever come back. That's another good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that. I have to think about that list, but Manti Teo, Tua, Junior Sale, not Hawaiian. I think he grew up in L.A. That Hawaiian pipeline's really been kicking up. Yeah, Oceanside. Um. So I don't know. I I just someone asked earlier, is this a I, I we never answered the question, is this a trap game? No. I mean, yes, but no. No, there's there's no you you don't get to have trap games when you're three and two when you've lost to the Bears. You're not good enough for trap games. Yeah. And you've got guys hurt. Like in a weird way, you would not want guys hurt, but that should kind of focus you a little bit if your best players aren't there. Kind of the same way Gino is just balling out every week, like this is my shot. You know, when you guys got guys hurt. The potential upside of it is you have guys playing like balls to the wall. This is their shot. I will say this. If the Niners win this game, next week playing the Chiefs, we'll see what happens this week with the Chiefs. If the Chiefs were to win, beat the Bills, their four-game stretch of beating Brady, beating the Raiders, who while the record shitty, that was an impressive comeback win, beating the Bills, and then beating the Niners, like that's – That'd be hard pressed to find a better four game stretch in the league of wins. Like that's my point is that's really hard to do. I yeah. mean, is you would the Niners might be kind of lucky. The Chiefs might just run out of gas. I'm hoping they do play the Bills this week, right? That's what that's my point. Like yeah. how because they're going to get up for that game, don't you think? Yeah, who's but they more up like for this game? The switch. Who's more up for this game? The Bills or the Chiefs this week? Pretty big moment for the Bills to kind of like, we're better than you. The game's in Kansas City. Game's in Kansas City. Um, felt like the Chiefs were not up for the Raider game until until they were. Well, like, who's the game bigger for this week? Cowboys or the Eagles? In uh, Philly. Yeah, I mean, in a weird way, I think you'd argue Dallas. But Dallas is like, they're 4-0 <laughs> with their backup quarterback. You know, I I think it would. I think if Philly wins this game, it makes them almost feel invincible. 
I now, they're they're lossless. They're in good shape. All of that. I get that. But you know, if Dallas wins, Dallas is five and one, and Philly's five and one, and Dallas has the tiebreaker. So you could say it's Dallas, but the second Philly loses, like this whole idea run away with the NFC, it's over. Like it's like if Dallas wins this week, the NFC is wide open. If Philly wins, different story. Six and oh. But if Dallas wins, then all of a sudden Dallas is the depends what Dallas might become the one seed if they win, right? Well, yeah, I mean, they'd be in position. I guess Minnesota, I don't know what, how the tiebreakers would work. Minnesota, if they win, could be 5-1 and one also. Yeah, they'll be in the mix. And if the Giants beat the Ravens, they'll be 5-1. and one. But if it feels, Dallas, like the, it feels like the Giants get a little humble pie this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I, but ultimately, like, it feels like Philly is, like, light years ahead of Dallas. But the, they lose this game. They're in second place in their own division. Forget about the conference. Yeah. It'd be it's nuts. Not, yeah, so I, I think it's just as big for Philly as it is for Dallas. It, it's a little bit like the Niners that in 19, where they were like running away with it, but Seattle was just like right on their heels. They wouldn't go away. Well, remember when they lost that game at home on Monday night in overtime? It was a pretty devastating loss. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, they're right here. Yeah. That's what it would feel like. You guys are just anointed us. This is the crazy part in the NFL. When you have, you're like seven and one. Well, if the team in your division is six and two, and then they're playing you, you you feel like you're just cruising, but actually you're not, especially if you fucking lose them. And it feels like a one and a half games, right? When you lose at home to the division team who's right mm-hmm. on your heels. Then you might end up as a wild card if you lose this game. Yeah. You start thinking like we're gonna win the division, we're gonna be a one seed, and then you look up, you're like, we're gonna be a wild card team. Is Dallas sustainable? I I'll be fascinated if I don't know. Is Philly? I mean, seasons are long. The Niners? Nick says if the Niners and Chiefs both win this week, there's going to be some serious juice for Niners KC at Pant Stadium. <laughs> Did you see someone found a pair of Levi's from like the 1860s and they were still in good shape? They auctioned them off for a lot of them. I think it was like $72,000. It something. was a lot of cash. They were pretty dirty. Yeah. But I think on the inside it well. said made by whites or something like that. Was one of the, like the label, you know, oh. from the 1890s. Um, Chris Jones quote: "This is a Christian-like league. I play, I pray, I can stay off the quarterback." That was his post-game quote. It was a, it was a good quote. That's a pretty good one. Uh, any other notes I had? Yeah, I mean, Arizona, Seattle, Baltimore Giants, Baltimore five-point favorite, Buffalo one and a half-point favorite, Dallas, Phillies a pick'em. Um, you see oh. highest highest rated game day in like 10 years at Kansas? I did not see that. There's something to be said for just something new. And well, that was, Stewart, that was like one of the college football guys' comments. Like, it's amazing just to see the energy of a new place. You know where college game day is probably going to be in two weeks? Uh, Oregon SC. Oregon UCLA. UCLA's probably – UCLA and Oregon are both on a bye this week. UCLA will probably be ranked. 10th next week because they're 11 now and there's two top 10 matchups this week in college football so somebody at least two people in front of them are going to lose tennessee alabama and michigan penn state penn state yeah so it'll be chip coming back with a top 10 team to eugene go ducks and oregon will be ranked 12th or whatever I want to talk shit, but they look pretty good on Saturday. I'll tell you the UCLA, the thing about you, if 
The kid's I don't know. having an incredible season at quarterback. If 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 the Niners could somehow get that running back, I don't know if he'll. You know, you know, I never know what the running back draft what's going to look. How like. How many running backs can they draft though? I say, well, how many can get hurt? Like I keep drafting them. This guy, I'm just Zach Charbonnet. If Kyle Shanahan could get Zach Charbonnet, John, it would be a match made in heaven. The dude is big. He's hard to tackle. He runs fucking hard. One cut and gone. You know, he had 153 yards after contact against Utah last week. And they were the number two run defense in the league coming in. I'm telling you, man, Zach Charbonnet, Kyle Shanahan, it is high-level guy. He was hard, like Harbaugh. What are you doing? How did you let this guy go? Well, the Harbaugh's guy is sweet. He does have Blake Corum. Yeah, yeah. but Harbaugh's guy is sweet. And he had another guy there last year who graduated. That's true. That's true. I, I, it feels like the, the John Lynch and Adam Peters are going to end up with Travis Dye at the seventh rounder. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> – uh, the Niners don't have a pick probably high enough to get uh, to get this guy, to get um, Zach Charbonnet. But uh, real quick, I have not seen it yet. You said you saw a, a George Kittle Adobe Adobe commercial. I was watching a little Phillies, um, Phillies Braves commercial came on, looked up, thought it was a Zenny commercial because they did have their glasses on and it was Adobe. Adobe, like Acrobat, like PDF viewer. What what, what were they saying in the ad? It just felt like, yeah, this is a reason we only got 29 million guaranteed because the other 20 guaranteed came in the form of advertisements. Well, you you and I, I think think this all the time too. Have you seen the DAC commercial? Where they're clearly playing sleep football number. at Cowboy Stadium, is a sleep number. He has no. a sleep number ad. It's a direct TV commercial. Okay. Oh yeah, with the housewives. He the has housewives so many fucking. Dak has so many commercials. I, if I was Jerry, I'd be like, listen, I got no problem compensating you, but you're gonna make so much money because of my brand. If Dak Prescott was the same quarterback, he is Kirk Cousins. You could argue Kirk Cousins is actually statistically a little bit better. Kirk Cousins has no commercials. If Dak Prescott was the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, would he have any commercials? Maybe one. Can you imagine how much extra money he makes because he's a Dallas Cowboy? A lot. I, mean, I, I think that would be my number one pitch. Like I'm like, not paying you market value. You're going to make a bunch of money. Just like Romo and Aikman. Uh, and I'll help you. That's the other thing, right? You and I, ever since those Zenny ads started popping up, we're very uh, aware. And But my question is, what is the Adobe ad? It was just those two working on a computer. And what were they saying? Were they like making like invitations or something? I just, I, I had it, the, it muted and I looked up and I saw his face. And then Claire comes in and then eventually it ends. I love that with Claire's in all the ads. It's genius. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe she got some of the guaranteed cash. Kid Loose on the stream says, Is the Browns brand why make Baker Mayfield got all his commercials? Uh, no, I mean, truly it was because he was a star coming into the league. Yeah. It's a, a creativity tools. They're designing merch or something, says John. It feels like Baker's calling college football games within three years. <laughs> Three-man booth, him and RG3? I feel like Baker will just be like the number two guy at Fox within three years. He might be good at it, actually. I, I people, it. A lot of people think he'll be pretty good because he just kind of doesn't care. I could see a makeup session like on Colin's couch. You know? Listen, oh, I, oh, coward, yeah. I, I, I screwed up, Colin. Like, I was wrong, you know, but now him and Clat, I kind of become buddies. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's all kind of trending. 
is Baker in the league at 30 years old? You know, no, well, he's, he does not have the Mariota career in him, right? <laughs> no. He's got now Mariota's rich too, but Baker, if Baker can't play, he doesn't, I don't, I don't get the impression he wants to hang around. Well, he can't, right? <laughs> no, I mean, like if he's a backup, if he's I, not on the field slinging it, you know, I'd imagine his backup, like, teams having that conversation would we be interested in baker as the backup there'd be a lot of no's <laughs> baker be like yeah me either cool i'm out like i think baker would rather play in the afl than be somebody's like clipboard holder yeah i have a hard time seeing that or not afl whatever it is i wonder if sam darnold what happens in his career feels like he hangs around football does like he i feel like he'd be a backup for a while Look at you see him. He had that beard on the sideline. Looked pretty good. I didn't catch the shot of him. No, the guy, he's a big motherfucker. Look at him that. He's just big. Who's the Chiefs backup right now? Henny. Henny. Oh, when you yep. say look thirty nine, for for some reason in my head I was thinking he had, he was a coach. But you're right. He's their backup quarterback. Well, that was the thing. Veach. Remember when they when they transitioned to out from Alex to Patrick? They their number one goal was to get a married guy. Yeah, like he had to be married. Well, that was five years ago. So this guy was married like three kids. You know, he was thirty-five. I mean, guy, I swear to God, he looks he looks older than Matt Nagy. That I believe. He looks old. He looks, of all the backup quarterbacks, he looks the farthest away from like, hey, go warm up. It would take him the longest to like get in the mix. You know, feels like he's a classroom guy. Like if you tell me he's. You watch him at practice, you're like this guy's still in the NFL. But like in the meeting room, he's probably really smart, sharp, like throwing out ideas, like probably goes in the room, you know, with like Andy Nagy, feet up on the do- you know, desk, like chewing seeds, like throwing different offensive. They probably view him as a coach. Not even they don't even look at him as a player, but he's just he's one sprained knee away from him to be the starter. They, well, they, I, would, they would trade for somebody immediately, I would guess. I, yeah, I was gonna say, I wonder if Andy and Brett Veach had a conversation like we can't play him, right? Like, we pray he never comes into a game. Because remember, he it, did last year. Would fall like just a fourth down. Right? Remember that fourth down play? Wasn't there like a fourth down play with him last year, Henny? Late in the season. Sounds familiar. Where is Foles? Is he not in Indy? Probably. Feels like he's kind of flying under the radar. Well, how far away are we from him playing? They play the Jags this week, by the way. Jags have their number. Jags have come back to earth a little bit, though. Well, I understand. I'm just saying the Colts, <laughs> like the Jags, when they sucked, had the Colts number. True. They scored what? They scored six points. Yeah, Texans got them 13-6. The uniforms the Jags wear, they all look like they're wearing yoga pants because it was like black pants, black socks, black shoes. Looks a little goofy. They look like Robin Hood men in tights. It was jerseys. Very- their jerseys are bad. Their their jerseys are atrocious. All right, John, uh, dial it in. Thursday night football. That's uh, the next football game we get. Football team against the Bears. Yeah, this is probably not going to be Bezos' most uh, streamed game of the year. That's terrible. Can we get Manning cast for this game? <laughs> Does Al Is Al trying right now wherever he is? Like, is he writing stuff down or not really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Al hasn't called a game like this in a long time. Herb Street's like, it's 10 million, right? It's still 10 million. Well, where's game day? This What game are they doing? Michigan, Penn State, you think? Mm, they're not Tennessee, Alabama? I think it's Tennessee. I think there was an internet rumor that Lee Corso had died because I saw 
Herb Street tweet, like, we're all going to be there in Knoxville. And so he was like, didn't want to address an internet rumor, but was kind of addressing it. I think it's Knoxville. Are you looking right now? He's not Herb dead, though, is he? No, no, no. And that's, it was, I, I was like, why? I, I Googled Herb Street to figure out why this was even a thing. Yeah, well, Michigan, Penn State is, they wouldn't do a big noon kickoff, would they? Game. What was that game on ABC or Fox? Uh, Michigan, Penn State is Fox 9 a.m. kickoff. So that's big noon then. Yeah, but I'm saying ESPN wouldn't go to that, even if that was the top game of the weekend. Uh, they've, I think they've gone big. I think they've been at the same place before. Last year, I thought they were both at Ohio State, big noon and college game. Bama, it's, I didn't realize games at Tennessee. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where you got to go, right? CBS 1230. But yeah, that's what I think. That's where game at. day is. Home, is game, our, home game for Herbie. What is like our night? How about this? A little five o'clock USC at Utah? Yeah, USC at Utah. That's a good game on Fox. Kind of sucks. UCLA, Oregon's a 12-30 game next week. You know, I don't hate a good Pac-12 game sometimes in the sun. I just, no, I know. I would love that game at 5-30, though. L-O-V-E, love. Sun's still up for a couple more hours. All Somehow right. James Madison's top 25 team. I thought they were D1AA. <laughs> they move up. <laughs> Is Bryce Young back? Do you know that Alabama, I'll end on this. Alabama had warm-ups going and he was quote unquote warming up in like the tunnel. You know, like Saban was playing games with Jimbo. He was obviously not going to play, but they announced him over the loudspeaker as the like the starting lineups. So obviously, when you say he was warming up, you mean like jogging or something? I think he kind of came out in the pads. He like was quote unquote throwing in the tunnel, and then they announced him as the starter. It's like, what are you guys now? They were kind of – I watched a decent amount of that. They were beating them. But then Jimbo – I mean, they had a chance kind of Carson Wentz style like in the red zone at the end of the game, down six to win the game. Alabama's not as good this year. They're, they're something they're, – they're not – the pop isn't – like I wonder if the NIL has cost them four or five just true impact guys the last two years. I also just think – I mean, they're still they've, damn good. They've lost how many first-round receivers over the last two drafts? Three? No, not th- – well, they've lost four, four of those. Well, Mechie, too. And they lost Jamison Williams, who's on the Lions, right. and they lost Mechie last year. Yeah. So, so they've, lo- they've lost six sweet wide receivers back-to-back-to-back years. It's just fucking hard. And I think last and, year all those guys that screwed up, I, you know, once those guys got hurt and they kind of let them down, a couple of those guys I think he kind of kicked off the team. He wasn't happy with them. Remember he remember his deal was like the whole thing at Bam is like you never know when your time's gonna be called, so you better be yeah. fucking locked in twenty four. Like though he thought those guys were fucking around. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they weren't. It's just like really hard to coach. We're playing Georgia. I don't know. They have like the greatest defense ever. You, you want to catch this, Nick? You probably couldn't. I wonder if it's harder when you go into the portal. Like, weren't all those guys Alabama guys from the jump? Who? Well, all the receivers we just mentioned. Mechie, yes. Jameson, Jameson, the only guy was not Jameson transferred from Ohio State. All right, high-level place. But I just wonder, you know, like part of what has made Alabama so crazy is they're five stars, but these are guys that have to wait their turn. That creates yeah. a pretty good culture, right? Maybe it's just a little harder. Cal, Colorado, it's a big one. 
That is who's who's Colorado's interim coach? Mike Sanford. Oh, yeah, in, I know. Yeah, yeah. Former he used to work at Stanford. Well, yeah, long he did. time ago. When you were yeah. scouting. Then he became the Western Kentucky's coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I wonder if he coached Billy Zappi. Uh, that's a good question. He might have. I don't know. Billy, Billy Zappi, one of those. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Later. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.